You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Generation Me, doesn't that just strike up images to you? <laughs> As past employers, Generation Me was a real problem. Oh, it was boy. it was hard to get an employee that would stay there, that would do fair. I, w- I walked in our shop one day and one girl who already had a kid out of wedlock was sitting there with a dress that was sh- so short that as she sat in the chair, I leaned over the desk because I had to get something, and she was uncomfortable because her dress was so short I could see things I shouldn't be seeing. You know, and then she she took objection when we fired her because we don't want somebody walking around with their crotch hanging out, and you know she's just brewing to get pregnant again out of wedlock. Like, like what the heck, yeah. Generation Me? You know, the culture over here a lot is surfs up. Sorry, I know I agree. Yeah, but it is this. You know, yeah, it, it it's the same thing. Here. Yeah, it's no. all over the place. I know I agreed to do this. I know you're counting on me. Surf's up, though, so sorry. You Your know, stories go on and on about employers having a very hard time with this generation, generation me, uh, being uh, good, uh, contributing adults in society. You know, this young gal, although she didn't apply for the job in this garb, but <laughs> we found her in that, and she reminded me of, the kind of dress that you pull it up, then you're you're exposed down beneath, and you pull it down, then you're exposed above above. So you're, oh, yeah, you're stuck one way or the other. <laughs> you know. So what are you going to do? Um, this article came out of uh, the What Is Enlightenment magazine, and I I don't know if I have a date on the uh, October December 2007, and it's written by a young gal. Mara R. O'Connor, and she makes very good points, and the article is called, Are We Feeling Too Good About Ourselves for Our Own Good? Good question. You know, she's brutally honest in here, and I find it very refreshing for a young person to be catching on to the problems. In this article that we want to share pieces of it with you because of how big and uh, how big this problem is, and... You might be one of these people or you might have one of these people as a child of your own that you might want to start working with them in different ways to get them out of the Generation Me mindset. So here's a a book written, Generation Me, Why Today's Young Americans Are Not More Confident, Assertive, Entitled, and, and More Miserable Than Ever Before. Written in 2007 by psychologist Jean M. Twenge, T-W-E-N-G-E. You know, I tried to get her on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, she's uh, cocooned herself. She writes her second book and is not is not available for anybody at yeah. this time. But, you know, I might take another shot at it down the road. 
She writes that in the 1950s, just 12% of teens age 14 to 16 agree with the statement, I'm an important person. So in the 1950s, just 12% of teens 14 to 16 say, I am an important person. Well, Yet, it's, it's like they're too young and they haven't developed their importance, so they sort of assess themselves that, you know, haven't really developed that yet. Is that about like the idea? Yes, that's exactly the idea. Yeah, yeah yet, that seems right. Yes, yet, by the late 1980s, an incredible seven times that, 80% of teens said they agree with it. They are an important person already by the age of 14 to 16. <laughs> so that's How did they in, do that? Entitled. Yes. The increase attests to the steadily greater adherence in America's schools, families, and popular culture to the belief in the power of self-esteem. Even government officials have embraced the concept. For example, in 1984, a state representative from California John Vasconcelos launched a statewide initiative to raise self-esteem in young people in order to reduce the social ills of teen pregnancy, drug abuse, unemployment, and crime. The problem is, of course, folks, is this is false self-esteem. The problem is, is that you keep promoting these kids, telling them they're wonderful, they're great, but they're not building that from the foot a foundation upwards so it's not standing on anything solid let me continue you'll have plenty keith's over here already (laughs) that's right the concept of self-esteem was it has actually been around for over 100 years since 1890 in fact when william james the american philosopher and psychologist coined the term and explored it in his book, The Principles of Psychology. Jane posited that a person's self-esteem could be objectively measured through a simple ratio of goals and aims and purposes to the actual attainment of those things. In essence, James believed that if people succeed in attaining their goals, their self-esteem goes up. But if people do not attain their goals they strive for, then their self-esteem goes down. Of course, the idea here is when you don't accomplish what you're trying to do, you work harder. You build character. You don't just go, well, you like go to work on it. You know, you know, we talk about how people having problems in their marriage and they just decide either to have an affair or they just decide to get a divorce. But, you know, there's another alternative work on it or they're having a problem at their job and they don't like their boss work on it right you know all these different you know let's just escape and make life easy how about we start working on it you're listening to mastering ourselves with keith and charmy amber your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions we air Monday through Saturday, starting at 7 p.m. East, or Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Right here on CRN. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Give us a call with a question if you would like. One has to wonder what James would make of our modern concept of self-esteem, which has become so divorced from a person's actual achievements that 80% of 14 to 16 year olds 
could believe they were important before they'd even graduated from high school, gotten their first job, or voted. As Twinge points out in Generation Me these days, we simply take it for granted that we all should feel good about ourselves, we are all special, and we all deserve to follow our dreams. And of course, that's my first point that I want to launch on is people have their karma and their lessons. And what these people want is everybody to feel good about themselves. Now, give, let's give an example. Let's say you have a kid in this lifetime who in the past life was just a monster, an utter monster. So they've come in in this lifetime to have a really hard time of it because they need to learn that the behavior of being whatever form of monster they were last time isn't okay. So now you got this little monster with this little monster behavior lurking underneath all the time. Surely some of you people know kids that have this monster gleam in their eye all the time. And then you just keep telling little Johnny that he's such a good boy and he's so nice and it's okay and we don't want you to feel bad and we don't want you to have a bad life. But you never deal with the monster. What do you think kind of an adult he's going to be? And life isn't going to necessarily be fair. We all are like little monster Johnny isn't going to get to follow his dreams. He gets to have a lifetime where he has the limitations that he gave everybody else in a past life. He needs to learn that. So he's not destined to have all his dreams come true. You know, we had a, um, I don't know, we had, we had a person who had come up with a system that had been put in a number of schools and they asked to be on our show. And when I looked at their system, it was about, it was about visualizing and everybody can have their dreams. And they were like, literally had become curriculum. So now all these kids coming in say, I can have anything I want, anytime I want. I just have to learn how to visualize it right. None of these kids are learning how to develop themselves in character, develop their self-esteem, work on themselves, and accept the limitations they have as part of the lessons of their package in this lifetime. I wouldn't have these people on the show. You know, these people didn't even have an idea about karmic consequences, karmic lessons that all of us have brought into this lifetime. Right on. You know, we have this entitlement. I'm entitled. I should be served. I'm important. Or I'll try and do my best. I'll do my best, and if I fail, I'll work harder. I'll try and do my best again. And if I fail again, I will try again. Try and do and my I'm, best again. Yep, and I'm going to keep doing that until I get to a place where I am at peace with myself because I've done my best. Or the other other half, I'm important, I'm entitled, I should be served. <laughs> so we have, you know, the culture has a lot of us raised where we have available instantly almost, TV, entertainment TV, fast foods, sugar drinks, computer, you can do all kinds of things on the computer, alcohol, drugs, chocolate, quick sex, uh, we can, you know, if we're in a fix or something, we can cheat, sneak or steal and, and a lot of times get away with it. Um, uh, we can go find the right person that gives us compliments, even undeserving compliments. Uh, we can get welfare fair or, uh, let's say, support by those who feel sorry for us. We can get quick fixed right and left any which way we turn. Even sometimes being saved. You know, you get a church and, you know, they're guaranteeing you get through, you confess or you're saved or whatever. 
or the Muslims. All you have to do is uh, say, you know, sign up, say you're a Muslim, you forsake all the other things, uh, the other religions and everything, and all your sins are forgiven right there. Is that fair? Is that soul-developing? Soul you know, th these are sicknesses, and, you know, it's nice to have conveniences, but we have to have the stock of character. Like, uh, I'm growing up, I'm learning how to be a better person, I'm learning what my life was designed for and where I fit in life, what my part is, what my contribution is, and how do I uh, maintain a, a well-being about my life, you know, what it takes to maintain a well-being as I'm ever upgrading my daily lifestyle. You know, a friend of ours uh, not too long ago went off to uh, New Orleans to help in the Ninth Ward, and she was sharing her experience uh, with us, and it was very illuminating. She, I don't remember the group she went with, but it was uh, she went to help, but it was a group. It ended up being a group of people that were trying to help put the Ninth Ward back together, but the people that were working there were a bunch of this Generation Me folks, you know, the uh, the late teens, early 20 group. And this organization was willing to give them a bed and three meals a day if they would put in a solid eight hours to help patch the Ninth Ward up. So here's what our friend said. She was only there for one day because of the disaster zone it was. And what she noticed is that the meeting... Well, well, tell how she got out of the airplane and gets into the car. Yeah, we're not going to have time for all that. The, but we can maybe do it after break. But the point was is that the, they literally had a meeting to convince these kids that were just there to suck the three meals a day in a bed off. That's all they were there to do. And what they were, uh, and they would only work like three hours a day. They wouldn't even put eight hours. They had no idea how to put eight hours a day in. They had other priorities. Yeah, me. So it's me, me, me. me. me, me what me, can I get me, out me. of you? And I'm going to shortchange you. Right. I'm what's important. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time. If you'd like to call in for a reading, 1-800-336-2225. Ever wonder what a spiritual path is? Maybe you're on one right now. Take Mastering Ourselves host Keith and Charmé Amber's free quiz. Find it if you're on a spiritual path. Find out at www.masteringourselves.com. You'll be amazed at all the nooks and crannies that make up a spiritual path. Keith and Charmé Amber specialize in delivering unique, usable, and easy-to-understand, life-transforming information that can bring you inner freedom and peace. Go to www.masteringourselves.com. Don't forget to take the free quiz. Jumpstart your spiritual path today. <laughs> 